as believers, we believe in Hashem. We believe that nothing's an accident, and everything is done perfectly. Right? Kabbalah teaches that a child, before he's born, he knows what his tikkun is on this world, his pain and his issues, and he actually chooses a family to be born to. And it actually says the family accepts him, and everybody, you know, kind of signs up to it. And this child is put down into this family knowing that this is the best for its tikkun. Okay? That's what it says. We also know that whatever pain we have, whether it's in our brains, in our bodies, or from the outside, is meant for us for some reason. So you're living in a situation where you have a sibling, a brother, who is making your life miserable. That is not a mistake. And therefore, you, as a God-fearing Jew, have to say, okay, what's in it for me? What's my play here? Hashem, I hope you take care of my brother. Fine. But my life is being damaged and hurt. Right? So, how am I supposed to deal with this? So this is emuna and bitachon problem, issue, and challenge. Because if you think it's random... Well, I don't know what to tell you. But we know it's not random. So now you got to say to yourself like this. Okay, I'm 20 years old, I'm 15 years old, right? I'm whatever years old. And life would be great. Hashem gave my parents a sick child who is taking away, like you said it so well, equals like 35 children. Time, money, and effort. And they don't want to let go because they're amazing parents and that's what Hashem does to the Bria. They don't want to let go of him. They will spare no expense. They will spare no time. They're amazing. By the way, God forbid, times it was you. It's comforting to know that they won't abandon you. It's comforting to know, God forbid, um, you know, if it was me, if got to a no, no, car no. accident and, and you one of these guys in the wheelchair with the thing, that they're not sending you off and that they will dedicate their entire life to save you and help you in any way possible, if it was you. Not if it was you now with a little problem. You had a major breakdown and you became dysfunctional. Bottom line is, if you went mentally crazy or physically got hit by a car or something like that, you have parents who are not going to let you go. Okay? Now, what's in it for you? What's your play? Religious perspective. What's the religious perspective here? Complain, yell, scream, move out, don't deal, run away. I don't think that's living up to a challenge. We all agree that we have misiones, we have challenges. So how do you live up to the challenge? You go get married. You have a reason to leave. <laughs> I'm not getting married at 20. I'm just kidding. So I really think that you have to take a couple of things into perspective. The first thing is that the Chorban Beis Amigdash happened because of? Senaschina means hating for no reason. What's going to rectify it and bring Mashiach, okay, is what? Learning Torah? Doing mitzvahs? What's going to do it? Sicha? Amaimer? What's going to do it? Fabrengen? You know what's going to bring it? Rectifying? Our sin. Of sinas. Chinam. What's the opposite of sinas chinam? Ahavas chinam. Ahavas chinam means I love you because you're my brother. I love you for no reason. I get nothing from you. 
I'm not enjoying this, but you're my brother, and I'm never going to let you go. That's going to rectify the base of Mikdash. We had a lot of Torah. We had a lot of mitzvahs. It's all very good. But I have a skin of, I don't turn my back on my brother. I don't say that even if it's not necessarily the best thing, I want him out of here, me or him, I'm moving out, giving my parents, making choices. That's not it. It's, we're brothers. You're brothers. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. You, we're really all brothers. Sometimes it's hard to feel that way. But you're really brothers. You don't turn your back on a brother. Look at the army. A guy gets shot. You don't turn your back on him. They'll risk healthy people. 10, 20, 30 healthy Marines, soldiers, paratroopers, right? They'll risk their lives. No one gets left behind. No one gets left behind. But what do you mean? He got shot. He's probably going to die anyway. It doesn't matter. But what do you mean? We were ambushed. We all could die. We don't leave a brother behind. Period. And we know that. So you don't have an accident over here. You have a brother. And your brother Nebuch doesn't have the life that you potentially could have, that Hashem looks like he gave you such chen and charisma and brains and friends and everything. And everything, right? And you don't want to trade places with him. So all you have to do is have Rahmanas on him and say, it's okay. I know you're having a bad day. Of course he's angry. He has no life. Of course he's miserable. First of all, we can work on that a little bit because when you buy him stuff and you get him cookies and pizza and you make him feel really important, right, then he actually will be kinder to you unless he's having a bad day. Like, oh, I'm sorry, he's supposed to be polite when he thinks that he's dying? He's up all night thinking maybe I should kill myself, but I don't have the guts, but I do have the guts, but I want to die. I don't want to see daylight and I, don't, I want to shave my head and I want to throw my till in the garbage and I want to do this and I want to do that. I need drugs, I don't need drugs, I need, give me a knife, I want to cut myself... He's all go. He does this in his mind a whole night. Oh, but I'm sorry. He was a little grumpy when you put your friends over and he embarrassed you. Perspective, people. Yes, he's a mental case. He's cuckoo with pain. But it's not about you. So here's the thing. We all know we have to give Meiser from our money. You ever hear of Moshe Feinstein? Moshe mm-hmm. Feinstein said you have to give Meiser from. Our money? Our lives. He said from your time. And Avi Fishov says you have to give Meiser from your happiness. Okay? You smile ten times, give one or two times to Meiser. God gives you gifts. So God gives you a gift of money. We understand you give it to someone who doesn't have money. God gives you a smile. Give 10% of a smile to someone who doesn't have a reason to smile. Don't say, oh, you're so grumpy again, you're so grumpy again. I'm going to give Meister of my smiles. I have a life. I'm going to give Meister of my life. Somebody cared about me. People say, hey, how you doing? They smile. It feels good. Ten friends came over. I'm going to give him 10% of that. I'll be his friend. I'll spend a half an hour with him. I'll spend ten minutes with him. I'll show him that there's somebody in this world, when you're at night and you're thinking about, you wish you were dead, you should know you have a brother, you have a sister that actually care about you. Okay? And you take a picture of you and them together, and you put a big smiley around it, and you make a nice thing, and you hang it up on his wall. In spite of everything that you've done, and in spite of all your pain, in spite of embarrassing me and all that, bottom line is, I love you, and I care about you. Now, at least then you're doing something positive with your challenge. You're saying, okay, Hashem gave me this brother. Let me get scar for it. 
Akol rega verega she adam choisem piv. Zeche bishvilai laar agonus. She ain kol malach uberia yichalam leishar. Every second that you want to say something and you just go and you close your mouth, you get an arhagonos. We don't know what that is, but it sounds good. That's a medrash. That's Gemara. We believe in this stuff. So he says something and you you want oh you want oh boy you want right and you just you close your mouth right smile. I just earned an arhagonos whatever that is for every akorega rega for every second. 60 seconds. Count it. Count it. It's the hard part to see it. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not telling you it's hard. It's not hard. It's what we get paid for, my friend. We get paid to work hard. But thank God, if you're going to have an assignment to work on, I can tell you a lot of this. A sibling is probably your best one to get scar from. Because you don't want a wife who has major issues. You don't want children who have major issues. You don't want your own major issues. Here, it's like, and you get to visit. You get to leave the psych ward called home. All right, and then you get to come in and tolerate it, and you can leave. You're not trapped. Your parents are trapped, because you know how easy it is to drop the ball on this kid. But they don't have. They didn't find that solution that you're looking for. That we're all down before. They didn't find it yet. What's your play? Yes, we will try to heal them. Got it. We will try to find them the right medicine or the right psychiatrist, or the right psych ward, the right. Idaho or wherever place to put him and whatever. Okay. Until then, he's home and making you miserable. What's your play? So, you know, it's like every other challenge. You know, when you fight up against it, it's giving up. It's either me or him. But when you work with it and you become maybe something that you weren't naturally, that's called growing. You know, it says that, you know what that result says? Rizal says that every person is here to be massacring something. And a person goes to life and says, this is me, I'm good, that I don't do, and this I don't do, and the other thing I don't do, he dies, he has to come back. Because the things that you could do is not what you're here for. You're here to grow. You're here to, 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 to add on like one of those, what were those Lego monsters called? Those, and you could put on a, come on, we were kids, we had them. So what I'm trying to say is there was you have to, you have to grow to grow midos. If this, you don't say, oh that midah I don't have. Oh no, no, I have the other one. No. It's a, sure, you gotta step up to a challenge. I'm very into that. You right. gotta step but up to your, a challenge. Your way of, of, of stepping up to the challenge is in your terms. Give me a challenge that I can step up to. What if the challenge is to step down? Can you step down to a challenge? Can you fold? Can you just hold hold it to keep it together and realize that now I'm being embarrassed in front of my friends because Hashem wants me to be embarrassed in front of my friends and I accept that for some reason. See, that, that where the God wants you to be embarrassed, God wants you... I could prove it to you. There's a thing, very, very big. It's called Bechira Chavshis. But not, you don't have Bechira on someone else. You're right, but so Bechira Chavshis. You don't so have that a... person had the Bechira Chavshis. That person had a Bechira... When you go and kill somebody... Do you have Bechira on what somebody else is coming out of his mouth? Absolutely not. So when so hold on. No, 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 no. So hang on, hang on. So if you have a psychotic brother that's depressed and that's closer to death than life, and he chooses to embarrass you, or a Down syndrome brother, or a Hask brother, right? A psychiatric brother, somebody else, and he goes out and embarrasses you. It's not by shared for you to be embarrassed. The question is how are you gonna deal with it? You don't have a khir on him, and I'll tell you something, I don't think he has a khir on him. 
Because I think when you're in that much pain, you do crazy stuff to yourself and to other people, which, which you wouldn't want to do. And believe me, you want to put him out of his misery? He would be the happiest guy. He would be the happiest. This is not a life. Wakes up every day to what? He would be the happiest guy if he got hit by a truck. So you have to start looking at it from a Torah perspective. You didn't ask for this challenge, but that's what it is. It's a challenge. I come home, and i got to deal so with this. So you're saying if, either, if we weren't Jewish or we weren't believers, you wouldn't have a theory? You wouldn't have a, a, I would tell you, have a solution? I would tell you that you should still back up your parents, even if they were dogs, because you have parents who are ibrigagave, and they care about their children, and as a child, you should respect them and be proud of them and say, wow, you parents are amazing. I would tell you to learn from your parents that when your children have chas v'shalom difficulties, that you're not going to just write them off. And, you're, and that you will not listen to people without experience. And that you will not just decide that you know how to deal. Instead, you will seek out the best help, and until then, you will hug them and love them and do whatever is best. And that when two years goes by, and it costs you probably $50,000 plus, and that somebody says, hey... The kid's not progressing. You'll say, maybe not, but he's not dead. And therefore, I'm going to keep on giving to him as much as until I die because i got to keep him alive and in the best situation until the doctor comes that, or the institution or whatever it is comes. And you can learn from them what it's like to be a parent. There's a great Hasidah Shemaisa. But I, if you could, you know, you know Hasidah Shemaisa? If you could find out who this rabbi was, I, would love, I forgot the name. But it's not like now. It's like 200 years ago. It's like from the original, like, Talmidei Belshem, kind of, or, or like, Grand Talmidei Belshem, like, 50 years after Belshem. It's, it's an off-brain. It's not like Baba Varebo or Bobovich. It's like a, one of these genius, sharpy guys that I, I can't remember. And there's a story that he had two chassidim. And they did a shidduch in a faraway town. Chaim and Moshe. Chaim and Moshe. They were both very, very rich. And they pledged for the chassana, that he's going to give a million uh, ruble, okay, and six cows and four donkeys, I don't know what they gave, and he's going to give the same thing. <coughs> they made a chasana, the son, the daughter, they got together, kabbalah, they pledged, the biggest wedding, everything's fine. Shortly after the engagement, the kala's father, Maisha, lost all his money. Chayim tells Maisha, you have to give the money that you promised. If not, I'm breaking off the shidach. Right? Maishi says, Chaim, what do you want from me? I pledged it. I would be happy to give it. I don't have it. What do you want from me? I can't. I, that's not fair. So Chaim doesn't know what to do. He decides he's going to go travel to his Rebbe. Gets calls on the horse and buggy limousine. He goes traveling. He arrives at his Rebbe, Rebbe, I forgot who, right before Shabbos. And he, he says, what are you doing here, Chaim? He says, well, I'll tell you, you know, um, I did a shidduch. Yeah, I heard. The other side, Maishi lost all his money. He doesn't want to give any money for he doesn't he doesn't have anything to give. I want to break off the shidduch. He says I'm not allowed to. What should I do? The Rebbe says, listen, right now it's Shabbos. Stay for Shabbos. We're gonna have a beautiful Shabbos together. We'll talk after Shabbos. But you're gonna be happy. You came to me. The whole Shabbos Chaim is so excited. Friday night by the davening and by the tish and by the bringing and by the mikvah and the shachris and he has such a great feeling. The Rebbe said, I'm gonna be happy. I came. On and on, Shabbos goes, Shabbos is beautiful, Rava the Rava, Tish, Matzah Shabbos, Havdula. He goes into the Rebbe, the Rebbe tells him, you keep the Shidduch, and you help the other side pay for whatever they need. Chaim is in shock, he says, oh Rebbe, okay, I'll listen to you. 
But what did you mean when you told me before Shabbos, you said, I should be happy that I came to you? The Rebbe smiled and he said, you misunderstood me. I meant you should be lucky that you're the one coming to me, telling me the big complaint that the Mechitin lost all his money and he's broke, and that you now want to cancel the Shaduch. And not that he came to me, telling me that you lost all your money. I sit with siblings all the time. A boy, a girl, a brother, a sister. You should be happy that you have a big problem, that you have beautiful, wonderful, lechtig, happy lives. And that your brother is Nebuch Seher. Your brother is Nebuch Meshuggah. You should be so happy that you came to me. And that, I'm sitting here with Zalmi and Leah talking about the brother. It's really. Because it could have happened. Just as easy. Because this kid did nothing to deserve this. Nothing. Even if now it seems like he's doing things, but that's because years of pain in his brain will cause you to act Meshuggah. And he doesn't have a life. And he doesn't have a future right now. And he's dysfunctional. And he never had a life. And something really went wrong with him from the outside. Either somebody, I don't know, he didn't have a chira chavshis on that, right? We agree. Whether he was molested, or he had a nervous breakdown, or he had anxiety and panic disorders, whether the medication made him have a break, maybe the OCD now is kicking in like crazy, or there's something, a tumor in his brain, or something that's doing the same thing that a tumor, uh, we don't know. Poor kid. He has no Bechira, so you should be so thankful to Hashem. Your biggest problem in your life is the 10% or 5% or even 20% that you have to deal with a brother in pain. You can, as Hashem, get married. You can have healthy lives. You can have healthy children. And yeah, you have a sick brother that you have to actually, you're going to be thank, thanking him because he's going to help your midos. Because you're going to learn how to tolerate and tolerate and tolerate and tolerate and be patient and smile by the way, good tools for marriage. Get used to it, honey. Okay? Because you're gonna have, that's what marriage is. Tolerate and tolerate and tolerate. You know, but it's so tolerate. funny. For the people that you love, you're willing. And I'm not saying I don't love them, but for the people that you show the love and show the affection, you're willing to compromise. For uh, You're willing to compromise till the last end. Right. Yeah, it's much easier. No question. But that's not how it's been. I'm doing it because he's my brother. Because Hashem placed him as my brother, and I don't, I, that's just obviously, I'm meant to, to give that to him. And this is really, if you think about it, Avayit Sashem, big time. You can get Sechar tremendous. Why? Because it says, Hadbeik, Bimidais of Shalak Hadish Baruch This is, uh, is it there, Isa? The Lachta Bedrachov. The Lachta Bedrachov, it says in the Torah, that's a mitzvah's assay. How many mitzvah's assays can we do? Now, a mitzvah's assay of eating matzah, right? We don't have a lot of mitzvah's assays, right? What does it mean to go in God's way? The Rambam is actually bringing down a Sifri and Gemaris. This is authentic Torah. Why do I have to be like God? Because that is following God's footsteps. What is following God's footsteps? Just like He is, He has mercy and patience. And you're supposed to look at the Midos of Hashem and do it. Now, you're right. You have a major challenge. You know people go on the treadmill? So you, one, your friend is going on the treadmill at 3.0. Your treadmill is going 6.0 and someone put it on, on the, the, the incline of 10. Is that fair? No, but you're going to be buff. 
You have a, you have a lot of a drachim. You go home and this kooky kid is there embarrassing you in front of your friends, and you all son. One second. Mahu rachum afata avirachum. Mahu chanan afata avichanan. Mahu erech apayim. Rav Chesed. Hemes. I'm actually thankful to my brother because I'm working. I wouldn't have worked on my midos. Nobody chooses this, but hey, you're throwing stuff at me. I'm going to work on my midos. I'm going to become a Muslim midos, which is actually who you are. Because all the other great goodness that you have in your little package of goodness, mister, was given to you as a gift from God. It's not really something you did. But here, it's going to the gym and building muscle. So when you see a guy who never went to the gym, he's muscular, great. But if you see a guy who was decent, right, but then he goes to the gym and he's working, right, and he's all of a sudden muscle, 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 you're going to have mucho muscles of chanum and rachum and erech and rav chesed, neitzah chesed la'alafim, God waits, you know, maybe he'll do tshuva. You know, you know, God's mercy is amazing. And you're going to become, instead of being just a really nice, good guy, you know, not too much tolerance, but pretty good, you know, average. You're going to be Superman. You're going to get married. You're not going to fight with your wife. You're going to have skill. You're going to have kids. You know, kids these days. Woo! All right? You're going to be able to deal. You're going to have friends. And, that, and then maybe you should become a therapist. And maybe you could help people. Well, Who knows? Cool. You're going to send everyone to an institution. Lock them up. Law and, school. Law school. Whatever. Different. That's about you. What, about, what are you going to give to society? What are you going to give to the world? That's, this, is, this is your workout. This is, he's your trainer. This boy, this crazy kid, is your trainer, and he's pushing you to go out of your comfort zone, to get muscular in Rachom and Chanon. Nesiva Shalom says a beautiful word. It says, Mahu Rachom, Af'ata Havei Rachom. It doesn't say, just like Hashem is a Rachom, you should act with Rachmanus. It says you should be Rachmanus, which means, in the beginning, it's, you're, you're training. You're like, okay, you know, he hit me, he took my stuff, he yelled at me, he cursed me, um, I want to kill him, but I'm going to be patient. Eventually, you become Rachel. You become merciful. You, it's you. It's who you are. Mahu Rachel. Avata Havei Rachel. The goal is to become somebody who your first blick, your first look is not, oh, I'm going to kill him. Okay, hang on. It's a process, right? But I, I look at him and I say, you can't be angry at someone when you have mercy and Rachmanus on them. They're opposite. The more Rachmanus you have on him, he doesn't have a life. The less judgment you have. Because right now you have a lot of judgment. Why are you doing this? Why are you thinking this? And why are you doing this? But honestly, can we, can we really think that if we went through his life the past 15 years, that we could do better? Is that really what you're saying? Oh, you know what, God? Give me that amount of pain for 15 years. You'll see a much better... I, I would say, you know what, God? Do me fair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Give him the pain. Keep me happy and healthy, and you will see. I will give him Rachmanus and patience. I would, I'll, I'm very happy to be the giver of the miser, and not to have to collect the miser of the smile, because I'm a Rachmanus. Be happy and thankful that you're here with your big problem, that you have a brother who's cuckoo and wants to die. And not that you are cuckoo and want to die. You should be dancing for joy. And you give miser of your time, and miser of your hugs, and miser of the love that you have and your heart, and all your goodness, you get my to him. Because Hashem put him there for a reason. You can't help him. You could research. I'm okay with that. You could research, you know, and, and try to find a solution. Don't try to sell him off. And, you know, legitimate, call, call um, Jewish organizations that have, have experience. But until then, you realize that this is my opportunity to become superhuman. 
and super unselfish. You're not selfish. You're normal. But but now he's invading your your life, and and you want to be selfish because it's it's myself. It's he's, it's not like you don't want to sit next to him. If you you're willing, it's not to, pleasant to be around. Period. You're willing to sit here and, and, and let someone sit next to you, but he's sitting on your lap. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty unpleasant. But you know what? It's your chance to give up of yourself. Of the how much? How much? As much as you can. This how is your much? I don't know. It's my your mom, challenge. My mom's like this. It's really if you're going to hang out with your friends, bring Zalman. So every single right after you do as much as right you, as after much as you he cursed at me because he you know is not in control and that's that and you what happens if you do do it you become Rachel and Chanan what happens if you don't do it you're normal I'm okay with that you're a good guy but it's an opportunity to become Superman become superhuman and also to be good to your mother which is so as I see it, you have the most to gain over here because you get schar, a korega verega shadum chayim piv. You get schar, you become hadrik b'midazu shel kadosh baruch hu. So what would Hashem do? We curse out God in many ways. We do stuff against God, and then God gives us. Your job is to be racham and chana and erech and say, okay, because I know He doesn't mean it, and I know He's not all there. Rachmanus. Yeah, it's, it's it's a work. I'm not telling you, you know, that it's, it's comfort comfortable. You gotta go out of your comfort zone. You help out your brother. You get scar because you, your mother's happy. What does it mean? It means oh, only when it's convenient. When your mom says take out your brother, you have now a chance to do You can live an extra year. What does it mean? It means that you were gonna die, and you get an extension of life for honoring the command, the request of your mother. So your mother asks you to do something that's super hard. Super hard means more sad. So you have a chance over here, 50 days of life. No, I'm not going to do it, because he cursed me out. Yeah, but because he cursed you out, and that's why it's so hard for you, that's why you're going to get 50 days of life and not an hour of life. When she tells you, take out the garbage, and you do it, it's like you live an extra hour, an extra day. When she says, take out your brother after he cursed you out, that's your opportunity. If you don't believe, right, in this whole sad and initial reward stuff, right, and that he's your, that, then it's really hard. But if you really believe that everything that is around you is a challenge to you to improve your midos for yourself, and especially once your parents ask, it's like, ding, 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 ding. Do it for your whole life. Causing your mother agmas nefesh, laman opposite of yamecha. You know what I'm saying? It's your life. You tell your shorma with pleasure. But it was so hard for you to do. Yeah, that's how you get muscle. You go to the gym and you you keep on lifting two pounds every time you come. You don't have muscle. But if you go ahead and your mother says, your trainer says, fifty pounds, hundred pounds bench press, you're gonna ache. It's gonna hurt, but you're gonna build muscle. That's how you become superhuman. Become more than you were before. Because in your brain, in your midos, you're muscular, which you kind of flabby right now. I gotta say, but you have potential. And you know who's your trainer? God. He's sending you these things. He's saying, here, I want you to work on Rachum. Come on, my biceps are killing me. I don't want to work on biceps. Rachum. All of a sudden, your Rachum muscles are going to grow. Your Hanum muscles are going to grow. You know what You know what the time of Devarah says? The 30 meters of Hashem? It says that when a person does a sin, he creates Malachi Chavon. You know this stuff? Okay. We, create, we do a sin, we have these Malachim that want to kill us. They want to suck our blood. They want to eat us. Because they need sustenance. So where do the black angels get from us? They want to come after us. You know what Hashem does? Hazad Kulay. Zat the 
the same way that Hashem gives us sustenance, Hashem gives the sustenance zan umafaris esamashchisim. So they shouldn't come after us until we do tshuva. And Hashem could do this for a long time. He goes over to the drug guy that you owe money to, and he says, "Here, here's a hundred bucks. Lay off him for today." He goes to the mashchisim that we created using energy given to us by God and sinning against God, creating enemies who want to kill us. And God goes to pay down the mafia. Don't go after my kid because he's going to straighten out one day. It's incredible. That's incredible. So he breaks your glasses, or he breaks your stuff, right? And then you go and you lend him 50 bucks, so that way he should go and buy himself whatever. That's what it's about. We're here to, to grow. So we agree that it's not an accident that he was put down into earth, in earth, on earth, as your brother. We agree that. We agree he, you don't have a hero on him. And he probably doesn't have a hero on him, right? But you for sure don't have a hero on him. So now you're stuck in a situation. Get angry or don't get angry. If you get angry, hang on one second. How could they tell me not to get angry? How could they tell me not to get angry? It hurts. Yeah, it's a big challenge. A lot of guys would, would get angry. But it's your challenge to say, no, I'm not going to get angry. The way to not get angry is to look at him as he is, as a Rahmanus. And to say, thank you, God, that I am not him. And I will smile and tolerate from him and get schar into my bank account. You're a winner. You're only going to win. He's never stuck there. But you, your attitude changes. You don't get angry. You don't have color cards. Right? The same way it's a mitzvah to say something if someone's going to listen, so too it's a mitzvah not to say the thing that the person won't listen to. So you want to go, tell something, say, hang on. I didn't say it. I got a mitzvah. Cha-ching! And your friends are going to go up to Shemayim and you say, I don't say, we were with him. We know this guy. He wasn't so holy. How'd you get so much star? How'd you get so much mitzvahs? So we're talking about. He has... 25,000 mitzvahs Your friends won't have that. He has 85 million of our that your friends won't have. He has a trillion halachtabidrakovs of mahurakam akhanon erachapayim rav chesed. He has 435,000 for listening to his parents when he felt that they should throw the kid away, but they didn't want to and they asked them to do ridiculous things to help their brother. You have 630 uh, hours of uh You're a winner. You're the most to gain. And besides, the other way you have Havidan is color other Lakaslas. What does it mean? Look at the guy and you have to judge him favorably. You have to look at 15 years. You know what the Sfasama says? It should say Havidan Kal Adam Lakaslas. You should judge every person favorably. What's have they done as kol ha'adam? What does that mean? The whole the person. It says when you're judging a person, you shouldn't judge anybody. If you're going to judge a person, have they done as kol ha'adam? You got to look at the whole guy. The way he was born, everything that happened to him, you got to watch it in video and internalize it like he's living with it. All his pain, all his fears, all his disorders, all his issues. By the time you've done as kol ha'adam, the gansa mensh, the whole person, you'll be lakatsos. So you realize... It's not so bad. Don't judge your brother, your friend, your brother, until you reach his place. And you don't want to reach his place. The boy does not want to wake up tomorrow morning. And you're upset that he's grumpy? It's not about you. So that's, I think, what the perspective you need to have. 
Now, as far as helping him, sure, we want him home and happy. Because home and happy and alive allows us to keep the patient as we transport. Atzala transports the victim to the hospital. During the transport, they're, they're, they just want to get him to surgery with as much comfort as possible, without other issues, keep the body temperature correct, get him so that way when the surgeon gets him, he can do his job. We don't know when the surgeon is coming. They're trying really everything. And, and hopefully with your help, they'll find the right thing. I'm not against that. But until then, you admire your parents. You say, you're amazing people. And you back them up. And you tell them, you're not alone. Mom, Dad, you're amazing. You're not dropping. You're really amazing. I have a lot to learn from you about how to love a brother. It's humbling. It's humbling to see what people will do, what your parents are doing for them. It's humbling. You should be humbled. You should say, wow, that's what love is. That, that's what we do. We, we do that for our children, and we do that for our siblings. And you know what? In Claudia Israel, we do that for strangers, because we're all one. Why am I here with you? I don't get paid for this. What are you looking at me funny? You thought I got paid? It's a little different now, isn't it? I'll take a penny. That's it. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help your parents to try to do the right thing. Because we're family. 